It's time for the Film Crickets with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. On this week's episode, I fill in for Melanie and join Jay and Chris and review the 1984 American action drama film, Red Dawn. Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out your Film Crickets are on now. All right. Hey, friends, uh, and welcome to the Film Crickets. It's a podcast where we discuss movies from 1980 to 1999 and see how well they hold up today. So... I am Jay Fortier, and I'm along with my good friend Chris Martineau. Hello, Jay. What's happening? Hey, doing all right, man. Hey, And normally I would say hello to also our good friend Melanie Howerton, but she is off today, um, chilling somewhere in... um, you know, I'd like to say chilling in the Caribbean, but uh, that's probably not the case. But Steve, my man, has uh, stepped up. Steve Lavoy, welcome, my man. What's going on? I have to apologize. I'm not nearly as good looking as Melanie, so sorry about that. Um, and, and, you know, <laughs> oh, I don't funny. know. I'd say you're a handsome dude. I'm well, not sure you. about that. Thank you. All I, right. Well, for a, for a few episodes, I had to be Chris, so I had to talk like this the whole time. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so now I have to be Melanie. This is really hard. I don't know. I, I this is this is tough work here. So uh, thanks, thanks for having me on the show yeah. again. Hopefully, people I, aren't sticking. I, me I think you can you can probably fill in the role if you just have some white wine, um, <laughs> and. And some Christmas lights in the back, and you'll probably be all set. Yeah. Good to have you here, Steve. Good to see you. Thanks, man. And I'm I'm glad to be um, back. I got to tell you some. What, can I say just one thing quick? So I, I I went to go see Yes last Sunday. Yes. Nice. You know, yes, actually, yes. How many? Ask me how many original members are left. Um, how many? Me- the singer, right? Is it, is <laughs> no, it the you didn't even look. No. Ask you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, the John singer Anderson? is. It, John Anderson is not in the band anymore. Oh. Um, he's he's. Doing, I think I think they just got all got tired of everyone else. So Chris Squire died. Alan White died. Steve Howe is left, and he's seventy five years old. He's the one. He's the one that's he's the there. bass player, right? Is he the bass player? No, no. he's a guitar player. Guitar player. Who's the bass player? Seventy. Chris Squire. He died. Oh. Um. Phenomenal. So he was uh, he replaced by Billy Sherwood and. And they actually have the guy from uh, the Buggles or Asia. Jeff Downs was playing keyboard. The fact of the matter is, is that not only I, I just I know we're trying to do our show on movies, but Steve Howe's seventy five, and I got to tell you, the age of most of the people in the audience was about the same. Never seen so many canes, walkers. Oh, it was crazy. I'm like, who? Every now and then you see like people my 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 wife's age, twenty years older, and like every now and then like. Like some like younger prog rock guy, but there was only like two or three of those. Oh, it's crazy! It was like a it was like a librarian convention. Just all these like old people in sweaters. I'm like, what is happening? But that's all right. It was it was really they sounded. Oops, sorry. They sounded fantastic. So that that's all. The rhythm section was on on point. The the drummer I saw was about 35, but see if I was 75 years old. Crazy how old those guys are. So. I gotta ask you the the uh, the big yes question. A lot sure. of people do not like "Owner of a Lonely Heart." They be- they believe that was like the uh, legs of ZZ Top. It was the sellout. It was. Do you do yeah. you feel that like? Do you hear that song? And go. Oh, I hate this song. Uh, is, is that uh, fair enough? I would say it's it's kind of the gateway drug to yes, though. So I know my brother who started to listen to yes is and why I like yes was in because of Owner of a Lonely Heart. And then he 
listened to that whole album like, wow, it's really good. And then he looked at the back catalog like, oh, my God, these guys have like albums with three songs on it. They're all 18 to 22 minutes long. So, uh, you know, if it gets you into the band, fine. Um, You know what I mean? Every every famous band has Mm -hmm. that no matter what, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like sometimes, like if with or without it, it's like you're kind of screwed. If you like, if mm-hmm. you don't play it, then you know yep. you might make some people upset, or you know, right. uh, um, like Kiss, right? Like uh, rock and roll all night. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like there's like you know there are other songs. Like you want to yell yeah. this to the radio, yeah. rat, well, especially the radio, rat, yeah. man. Yeah. Freaking round and round. Yeah, like like yeah. we, we got it, we got it. They're great. Yeah. You know, it's, well, one, really, one, it's a fun one song. One song I think of too, which is another song like. Uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart would be Touch of Grey from uh, The Grateful Dead. Sure. Right? I mean, that's, that's oh, yeah. you know what? That that would actually be maybe bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. Meaning, meaning um, not bigger than the song itself. I'm talking about bigger of um, of of an effect of what you were referring. Um, yep. Like the whole like you know like what? Where the hell were you guys when we yeah. were, we we were dancing around to them under the mm-hmm. hot sun? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Ten, yeah, ten plus years ago, right? You know, um, but, it, so. but you know what? It, it made it made him money, and obviously, like you said, it made new listeners, or you know, yeah. to listen to some of the old stuff. And and I bet you there's a lot of people that started with that song and then sure. made it to Roundabout or whatever other songs uh, that yep. they had. Uh, Well, and speaking of them, uh, speaking of yes, um, there will be a time, there will be a time where we're going to say composed by Trevor Rabin because he does movie scores. Yep. Without, Um, without Trevor Rabin, like there's no yes now. You know what I mean? Like he just would have been gone. Um, But you know what? Hey, uh, whatever. Sorry. I mean, Touch of Grey is a great way to get into the dead, man. Like, Touch yeah. of Grey is a good, like, it's such a neat song. You go, oh, I like it. And then maybe you listen a little bit to other stuff. Wow. It kind of happened with me. I mean, I I Red like, Dawn, Red Dawn. Yeah. yeah. No, Red Dawn, damn it. Last thing. Last yeah. thing. I joke by saying, I, I, you know, I like some dead. I like, them, I like some of their music. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say, though, I'll tell people I like them. I just can't say I'm a fan because I mm-hmm. like Touch of Grey. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Meaning, like, I'm sure you look at me and go, "Oh, he's not a true fan. He likes that song." No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I think John Mayer is doing a great job with them. What a holy crap! Is he? he is amazing. He's so he's good. So he is so good. Freaking good, man. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. Yep. You know what? I got two things for you guys. If you haven't heard it, uh, it's live. It's from uh, where the light is. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's live where the light is. Neon and Gravity. Watch him okay. play those fucking songs live. Holy no. shit! No, he's 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 a virtuoso. Like it's sad. It's too bad. You know, so, well, not too bad. Like he gets saddled with playing pop songs, but and that's well, his, you know what it is. That's his reputation. But fucking a boy, that guy can play a guitar. There's no, no doubt about everybody it. Everybody that no, but if you see his live shit, it's yeah. not the poppy. It, you, he'll play those songs, but it's no. almost like here's a. Uh, Here's a way to get to the next uh, song that's like eight minutes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So pretty great. And now, cool. all, all right. right. So, uh, well, <laughs> Melanie, we miss you. And uh, I don't think we're doing TMI today because, I'm, you know, I don't have a list of stuff uh, as far it as. Um, the same. And it says, it just wouldn't be the you know, same. Melanie, you yeah. know, like her name is, is, is attached to the bumper, you know, the breaker, whatever you yeah. want to call it. And so we're going to. TMI. Just, you know, 
Any any actual total. Uh, trivia? Yep. We'll um, save it. We'll total be Melanie. To, total Melanie interruption. Sorry. Okay. Um, right. Right. We get interrupted. I say total, from having our, total Melanie. Back. Melanie inspiration. Inspiration. Oh, right. sorry, Mister Negative. I, I have. Well, listen. I have to. I have to. I'm, I'm her today, so I have to defend her when she's not here. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's talk about uh, one bit of trivia. It's the yep. first ever PG-13 film. That's true. Um, oh, I didn't know that. From yep. oh, I didn't know 1984. That. And basically, uh, earlier in the summer or early in the year, Steven Spielberg basically kind of got it, the ball rolling, I think, because uh, he almost got an R rating for Gremlins. And he was like, how about mm. a rating that would be in between, you know, like type of, uh, you know, that... that it's edgier than PG, but not quite mm-hmm. R. So uh, that's right. kind of where and, and Red Dawn ended up being the movie that got it first. Um, it's funny. I always think of the autumn uh, when this movie. I know it came out in August, and you know, but mm-hmm. by the time it was winding down, I never saw it in the theater. Um, and this is usually where we talk about uh, yeah that part. Um, Go for oh, it. by the yep. way, last week I totally forgot. To do the IMD breakdown, <laughs> we totally yeah, I missed it. <laughs> I was going to remind you, and I'm like, ah, we'll just let it go. It's all right. That's fine. Um, so uh, I'll just say the first time I saw it was probably a year after it came out on cable because I didn't go to the theater. I, mm-hmm. uh, anything war, I'm usually not drawn to, even though this okay. is not a war necessarily, like, you mm-hmm. know, film. Yeah. It is, but it isn't. You know, it's fantasy uh, world. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> It's funny you say that, Jay, because I think of Naked Gun. Weren't they watching like Platoon and they come out laughing? They're the only ones. Yes. Remember that scene? <laughs> no, right, 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 so when you yeah. just said that, you don't see war films in the movie theater. I just thought of that scene in Naked Gun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I usually don't. I, I Just because it's, you know, it makes you feel bad and usually. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, so, and this is not quite it, but like, you know, I was looking towards other things at the time. Yep. So, um, uh, so I started about a year after. Um, and I've always liked it. It was always like something I enjoyed. It's nothing. Um, I, I wasn't living by it. I wasn't like making it my number one ever. I do like that mm-hmm. intro the music. the 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 score for the intro oh, is great. I think score is super really patriotic. Good. Yeah, super I like patriotic. It. Okay. Um, so it's just the- no, it just has a nice ring to it. A nice feel. I agree. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's my story. Right. It just you know, I've seen it Steve. many times over the years. Steve, when was the last time you saw this movie? Uh, what time is it now? Uh, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was this morning, and uh, yeah, and I and I didn't watch uh, eighty thousand takes or different parts on YouTube. I actually paid for it. Um, wow! And watched it. Yeah, yeah. No commercials. Watched it all the way good, through. Uh, good for you. Just under two hours. Uh, it, it, but it flies. It, it, I was just like when I first saw. I'm like. I mean, to me, it, 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 I saw Chris your face. obviously agrees. I saw your face. I, not. No, not at all. I, I thought, I thought it did. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, that's like, fine. And maybe because I watched it early this morning. Like I was up around six thirty this morning, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta watch this movie. So I was watching it pretty early, um, and, and uh, I, I thought the movie went by pretty quickly. But, uh, but no. So I first time for me watching it, I didn't really know what it was about. Um, was kind of weird seeing the names of who was in it going, mm-hmm. wow, these people are in, are in kind of like a war movie, like kind of, kind of neat, you know? I mean, obviously it's different watching it now because probably back then they hadn't starred in those things yet. I don't think, 
I, I think mm-hmm. that a lot of those movies were still yet to come uh, of what we, what I kind of knew them from. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I definitely uh, that was that was my experience this morning watching it. All right. Well, um, I will say that um, I didn't see it in the theater when it came out. I know I saw it on video after. I want to say. I, I don't know if it was pirated or not. I don't remember that. I do remember seeing it. I remember watching it with friends. I don't remember who. But I do remember the vibe was, ooh, here's this movie. It's PG-13. It's one level up. And uh, I remember watching it. I don't remember not not liking it. I don't remember my opinions of it at the time, honestly. I, I just don't remember. I, I did not like it. That's all I can say about that. Um, I do also remember that this was at the time when, I mean, any movie with gunfire, I was I was all in. Like Commando, the last 20 minutes when it's just automatic gunfire uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger taking on 500 people. And um, anything that had, had that kind of thing, I guess it was kind of in my G.I. Joe phase, you know, even though no one ever got hurt on G.I. Joe, the cartoon show. But, um, or, or Commando. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Or Commando. Well, no. Standing not still. Arnold. Yeah, I'm just standing still. Standing everyone's still shooting at him. Brrr. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so he's so right I will, there. He's, I know. Just get him. He's huge. For God's sakes, <laughs> how do you miss that guy? He's right, ne- he's right next to the chopper. He's he's next to the chopper. He's 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 all bulked up on on steroids, and you can't hit him. So the bottom line <laughs> is that well, how do you miss him? He's big as a tree. And but if you uh, didn't let him think of the water tidal wave that would come out of his muscles with all that water wave. Valid, you know, valid with, point. With all the steroids. Point. It'd be like popping it's, a water balloon. This smells like Arnold. So um, <laughs> so the bottom line here is that I would say the subtlety of it is was lost on me at the time. The message was probably lost, except for when his buddy has to... Spoiler alert, he has, they have to kill one of their own at one point. But... To me at the time, which seems to me the, the toughest moment of the movie, I just remember like that not sinking in. I just remember going, oh, that's awful. But now that I'm older and I realize, you know, kind of more of the adult themes of the movie and where it's going, I just don't think it dawned on me at the time. So, But since then, I, I had not seen it, did not watch it more than once, um, hadn't seen it in a while, and I watched it last night um, in, in two, way too long of two hours. Boys, this movie crawl. Um, but that's just me. Steve and I are going to differ on that. And that's fine. Um, is that why Jay's so, in the middle? Is that why? Maybe. The it may be. Picture? All right. Yeah. He's the great, he's the great moderator because um, he's moderate. Um, so so you want to do the IMDb? Have, uh, want me to read it off? Yeah. And we'll get into this <clears> thing. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, so we have Red Dawn. Uh, came out in 1984. Comes in at one hour and 54 minutes. Um, and the tagline is, or IMDb breakdown is the following. It is the dawn of World War Three. All right, this is not a news show, folks. So what I just said is not the truth. It is the dawn of World War Three In the West Mountains of America, a group of teenagers band together to defend their town and their country from invading Soviet forces. This is directed by John Milius. I'll tell you this, John Milius is one of the writers on Jaws. I don't know if he's directly credited, but he did help out with the screenplay of Jaws. Uh, writer uh, was Kevin Reynolds and John Milius. We are starring da-da-da, Patrick Swayze, a handsome man, uh, C. Thomas Howell, Leah Thompson, Charlie Sheen, Darren Dalton, Jennifer Grey, um, Brad Savage, and uh, I was I had forgotten, uh, and I miss 
uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, plays his usual Harry Dean Stanton self. Uh, but that is the cast and, and also, crew. Yes? The, the mayor is, is the oh, guy yeah. from uh, My Cousin Vinny. Yep. yep. The, the, and it's, it's funny that he cranks... prosecutor from My Cousin Vinny. Right. And he cranks up that accent pretty well. And I don't know if he dials it down or dials it up for which movie, hmm. uh, but it's obviously there. So so that's Red Dawn. So, so guys, there's a lot of ways we can approach this movie. Um, so I first, if you don't mind, um, let's talk about patriotism, shall we, right? So we're in 1984. Wasn't it a lot easier when you wanted to make movies about America when we had a target that we could say was meaner than us? Remember when the Soviets were the key point of every action film, R- Rocky IV, uh, this you can make an argument mm-hmm. for Commando, um, all the all the first Blood movies, uh, maybe not all of them, second one, third one. Um, it's just crazy how much that oh, Top Gun. Don't forget Top Gun. Like so many movies. Uh, can, am I missing any? Can you think of any others where the well, Soviets second were was, uh, second the Rambo main was problem? Well, I, I I would even go as as far oh, as yeah. not. Not but Vietnam, movie. Vietnamese are communists, so Soviets by extension. Oh, okay, all right. Anything no, I, I, communists? Yeah, I didn't, all right, I didn't. you're right. Okay. You're right, Jay. Fine. You're right. Absolutely. Anything but, communist? So, what other ones am I missing? Well, I, I think a real movie would be Miracle. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's a oh, real well, movie, okay. but that's but a that's a good movie. Later, though, Russians, yeah. right? So, yeah. No, yeah, that no, was later, Yeah. No, but the movie. Uh, the movie. Like, the movie. Yeah, I think you meant the movie. Okay, oh, yeah. by the way, the I, 19, I, no, the whole thing, the whole thing. I'm yeah. uh, for, for the uh, 1980 Olympics, uh, um, like because uh, Jimmy Carter, I think, had boycotted in '76, uh, yep. or something, because uh, it was yep. in Russia, at, like for the Summer Games or something, mm-hmm. and or yep. whatever. Uh, and then they went and did the um, like he was like, well, uh, like you know, like apparently. Uh, He's going to send uh, the the Russians over here anyway, and that made it bigger and better. Um, yep. So, yeah, no, the whole thing. So, therefore, this movie taps into that same vibe, like the same right. fears that everybody had. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was it, a year, or, or maybe even the same year, or maybe like a half a year before, there was the TV movie the day after that scared yep. the shit out of like people. Mm-hmm. My parents wouldn't let me watch it. Like, you know, they're like, don't yeah. <laughs> like you know like not my parents i'm saying uh tv and the, everybody was saying don't let your children watch this so here i am like doing homework or something and i mm-hmm. hear the like the missiles taking off and i'm trying to peek in the room like hey <laughs> you know, like, yep. don't let me. <laughs> right i but i i think that that fear with the russians i think also played uh the other way too i think they feared the united states as well because i was watching a 60 minute yes. show uh, years ago, and they had a Russian spy who who now lives in this country, and they said, "What were the things that that uh, I think it was Gorbachev at the time? What did he fear the most?" And he said two things, and he said one was Ronald Reagan, and the okay. other was AIDS. Those are the two sure. fears that the Russians feared the most. Maybe even worse, countries. it would be would be Ronald Reagan with AIDS. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. the um... <laughs> hey guys, real quick, real quick. Yeah. I, I, I will bring this movie up every time uh, you know I have an opportunity, and it's Hot Tub Time Machine, and they're talking. Uh, they like some of them are excited. They're back in uh, 1986, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys who doesn't care goes, he goes, 
this is the 80s, man. Free love. And he goes, that was the 60s, dipshit. And then somebody else goes, we had Reagan and AIDS. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Time to go. <laughs> Time to go. That was pretty funny. Uh, um, no, I, I, Steve, I totally get what you're saying. I'm just looking from like a cinema perspective. The movies that we were cranking out, I understand so, like, uh, socia, um, that we, we can't, it would be blind to think that weren't the, that the Soviets weren't afraid of what we could do and we weren't afraid of what they could do. And that was the whole arms race to begin with, right? It was just mutual fear of what we were both capable of after World War II. I'm just talking from a cinematic standpoint, like how many enemies got, and then as things change, you know, like in Iron Man, if you look at any of the early Marvel movies, we're worried about Muslims. We're worried about people in the Middle East, right? So, th- so the targets are, are always changing. But in this movie, because there was such a quote, red scare, even though it's a little later on for the red scare, um, that's what they're trying to tap into. Like, what if at any moment, you know, so let's, let's take nukes off the, off the board for whatever reason. By the way, so much exposition in type at the beginning just to let us know what's going on because this movie even though i think it takes too long wastes no goddamn time getting to the action paratroopers come down people with armed like with with uh, machine guns come out and here comes the teacher to be the sacrificial lamb i gotta tell you folks i gotta tell you folks if i see a guy if i see a dozen people landing setting up with grenade launchers and automatic weapons. I'm gonna go. Hey, can I? What did he actually say? Can I help you guys out with something? Did he uh, say something that? Something like yeah. that. It was. It was like uh, like. Uh, say there, son, or something yeah. like like it was something along those lines. Yeah. And what? What I got? I real quick trivia. I got trivia for you. Um, I've I, I've read this uh, in a couple places and heard it. Uh, so it's got to be true. It's, but it's one of those things that has that urban legend feel apparently yep. the stunt went a little wrong now you got to understand these are stunt people these are not real enemies coming from yep. the sky so right. now i want you to picture a, a strong wind comes along and blows you a little off course now you have a military colored um parachute you have mm-hmm. a foreign looking outfit on <laughs> and you have a prop machine gun and yep, you land yep. in a tree you yep. land in a tree that is owned by a farmer or other like like townsfolk <laughs> that aren't yep. aware that there's a movie being filmed so right. you're being held at gunpoint <laughs> when you're like having to say i swear to god i'm a stunt man like, yeah. like I, I am not a russian uh, yep. it's like man that that that's got to be a scary thing that's I, so I funny. Story, though. That is so funny. Oh my God. Like, no, it's just a movie. <laughs> and he had. No, it's true. I mean, it really. I mean, it's. Uh, uh, that's. But, you know, like you say, it's weird because the classroom now, he has a, a, door, a direct door to the outside, right? Yeah. He just go. He has these big windows. And he has a direct door right to the outside. And he's mm-hmm. like. And well. he's actually. His going over a lesson of yeah. how uh, people uh, invaded back mm-hmm. and, and you know he was a, he was like a history teacher so right. during Genghis his Khan. lesson it happens you know, i'll tell you what uh, yeah i agree i'll tell you one reason this movie doesn't hold up when he's given that lesson and just talking is uh all the students were paying attention that's how you know this is an old <laughs> film um there's no graphic organizers there are no there's no standards on the board there's no video interfaces nobody's on their phone nobody's on their computer no one's sleeping everyone's like rapt attention about genghis khan um yeah okay sure um i can barely keep kids attention when i talk about like how a, how a nuclear weapon works uh so anyhow 
the uh, that it just uh, you know it, you it comes in and it wastes no time. First thing we see is a dead child with a bullet hole in the head hanging out the window. Like that's crazy. So they're not messing around with this movie. And then Patrick Swayze, you know, Jed, good old Jed. He had just dropped that kid off. He must have been so aggravated. Now I got to double back, pick his ass up, and go bring him somewhere else. Um, to pick up Charlie Sheen. Um, so right away we have, I think what the movie does really well at the beginning, at least is it sets up the initial, it gets going right away. It sets up the initial stakes of we're on our own. We're cut off from everything. Um, and that's where, uh, and they say that at the beginning, you know, whatever reason NATO has dissolved, the UN has dissolved and the United States is on its own. Okay. Super. And now this little town is somewhere on its own. Um, and I think it, it kind of sets forth that initial, initial panic of what do we do? Where do we go? What about our families? What are we supposed to do now? Do we hunker down? We need supplies. How many supplies do we need? And there's a really neat initial panic. Luckily, they're in the Midwest or somewhere. Are they actually? Well, they're in Colorado. Was this filmed in Colorado? Anybody know? I think it was. Uh, I, I want to say Nevada know. and another uh, Western okay. uh style i know one of them all right because colorado colorado can have both snow and some of it is a desert which we see both of in this movie mountains Mm -hmm. of snow and desert um and that's very very hot and dry so the the, i guess my point there and i'll shut up is that they, they set this initial panic and we don't know what to do or they don't know what they're gonna do next and but my whole thing was and it's believable because in Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, um, people, you know, the, the gun ownership is much higher than. So I would imagine it's believable you come across a gas station that sells bullets because the motto out there is you have to be armed, not because it's cool, but because the next police station is 150 miles away. So you might have to defend your territory. Fine. I can dig all that. They're big on hunting. I can dig it. That's cool. Um, I guess my problem is. If you're going to invade the United States, are we going to have a full court press in the middle of nowhere? I mean, honestly, isn't there a better tactical? Can you guys correct me on this? Isn't there a better tactical target than, I don't know, Bohunk, Nowhere, um, Colorado? Did anyone see any strategic significance to the town that I missed? No, I was just going to say that, I mean... um. Like obviously more went everywhere else, but I know what you're saying. You you would go for the masses first, yeah, to to kill the masses and then move on to the 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 podunks yes. of the world. Yeah, right? they're setting up right. like, like I, I can see like if they were trying to block off like a mountain pass, but they weren't. It was the unless, middle of the yes. No, I was gonna say unless they were thinking, you know, this is a this is like a total uh, thing, like like meaning they're going everywhere not just mm-hmm. new york city and sure. la and everything where you know i mean no matter where you live you can't escape so maybe they were going well, for that discomfort i i think i think they were going for to be honest because we're in soviet paranoia mode with movies you know they're everywhere and they at any point they could do whatever because they're really powerful the first shot of the movie is like main street america Right. Little town, Main Street, America, quiet. Everybody's just doing their thing. And even Main Street, America 
is about to be attacked. So our way of life is about to be invaded upon rather than going to like the crappy end of Detroit, like whatever. Um, nothing against Detroit guys. Just saying. Um, whereas this is symbolized by mainstream America. Fortunately, not really diverse, but whatever. Um, so, uh, but I think that's more, it was more symbolic though. If you think about it, it makes no sense to go there, but it is also in the wide open. So even if they were trying to defend their position against p- potential um, um, uh, potential uh, re- re- recursive, can't think of the word. Um, and it, Americans trying to get that land back, there's not a lot to defend. There's no there's no mountains that are right around the town. It's not in a valley. Sorry, I'll start talking this stuff. But um, I don't know. That's to me it was a little unbelievable. But I got it from a symbolic standpoint. Anybody on that? Well, I, I think I think the scene uh, at at the beginning. Although a little, you know, weird with the teacher and stuff. Um, okay, I can see that happening, right? Let's say uh, they, they, this is how they plan to attack, even though they're attacking a small town. Where, where I kind of lost it um, as the, he picks him up in the pickup truck and they're shooting at him. And, and he manages to get away in the pickup truck. Okay, I, I can deal with that. I can get deal with him getting away in the pickup truck. But they're going down the road and then they hit that uh, roadblock. And out of nowhere... There's a helicopter that's flying, and, and, he, and they shoot out the roadblock. So you're assuming that that's the United States government. Yeah. That is the last time, for the most part, we see any action right. by the United States government. So right. where did this one lone helicopter come from? That no. was really an odd section of the movie. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a beginning section of the movie for me. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? This is weird. I can dig the whole thing. They're landing. They have to get away. Mm-hmm. But that was just odd. Like out of nowhere. Now, now, oh, so now we know the government is onto it, and they know mm-hmm. about it. Right. Then we don't see them again. Right. And I, I think Steve, well, that's my wife. Well, go ahead, but Jay, go ahead, because I get a good comment. No, I was going to say they probably were. Like I said, they're trying to set up fear. So I think it was a matter of okay, we got a little bit of hope, but yeah. we're still apparently losing this shit. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? The U.S. is overrun. You know, like, so that mm-hmm. moment is hopeful. But I think they still wanted you to be very uncomfortable, feeling like, okay, you know, uh, they apparently aren't fully winning, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. in our own home. They're they're yeah. winning, it seems. like Meaning Russia was, you know, because they wanted you, as the audience member, to go, uh Oh crap! Like now, what are they gonna do? You know what I mean? Like so, right. I think yes. There's a little. I think it would be maybe more um, confusing if there was no presence mm-hmm. of U.S. True. at yeah. all. Like 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 what what were they just sitting around on their hands? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That type of thing. So, go ahead. I, I, but I I think and, and that was what my my wife and I were. Well, my wife and I agree on this movie. Like the the idea is super. Like it's a really super idea. Mm-hmm. Because it lends itself into a movie that isn't necessarily about patriotism. It's about, like, not only growing up, but understanding that if you are going to go to war to defend your country, it doesn't, like, this movie does a great job starting out as, hey, America, we're going to defend it. And you should. I'm not. This is not an anti-America slam right here, right? But we should defend it. Absolutely. Absolutely defend it. you got invading forces coming in. Sure. And then it turns from, you know, it's fun to shoot at the enemy to... It's fun to win. 
And then suddenly, oh, this kind of sucks. And oh, we're in the winter. And oh, Jesus, people are dying that we know. Oh, wait, we have to take care of one of our own. Like it suddenly turns into, oh, wait, this is actually horrible. Like we know we have to do our job and this is what we have to do. But this is actually miserable. This isn't high school football. This isn't fun. This is terrible, actually. It's not saying it's not necessary, but it's terrible, right? Anyway, my point before was that, that to me, it's something I'm going to explore in a little bit with you guys. But to me, the fact that we're so very little military presence by the United States is really not plausible to me. The idea is super, but they left that off because it's no movie if suddenly the tanks, like a lot of forces come in. Because remember, they didn't, by the way, the Soviets came in from Mexico <laughs> um, and their Mexican forces or Cubans who were communists at the time or still are, but communist light. Um, so like, first of all, so they're coming in over the border. My wife's like, first of all, they didn't take over the whole country just up to around the Rockies to the Mississippi. There's a whole other half of the country that still has military industrial military complex that could absolutely come in and take care of whoever's coming in second of all how are you invaded on land you don't know there's troops massing somewhere it's not all guerrilla tactics like if you had enough people to invade like someone would notice i mean granted it's not the days of the internet but we still have spy satellites we know where everything is it's it's called intelligence gathering like we do it anyway so the idea the broad idea of this movie is super but when you think about it it doesn't really add up that it's something that could happen it's more likely that we'd get be victims of a nuclear assault than a land assault. But I understand we're taking the weapons off the table to look at it another way. Um, but yeah, Steve, to your point, like I don't buy there wasn't more military presence. I just don't buy that. I mean, but I was okay with it because that wasn't the point of the movie. The point of the movie was these kids surviving and and becoming men and realizing that becoming men is a horrible, a horrible thing to do. So it's a terrifying and soul-crushing thing you have to do to be a man in that situation man and i mean man or woman because obviously leah thompson and the other ones in it and they're, you just they're, mean they're adult adult yeah that's what i mean so i don't know thoughts yeah i have a, I, well i have a question guys yeah. um so i mean i think everybody is strong like as far as their performances mm -hmm. their characters they're they're all I you know if you don't find it interesting then you never were going to because yep. uh, I, I think there's a lot of interesting aspects. It's not like I know sometimes you mention faux patriotism and I don't believe that this is that no, at all because I don't. it's not um, it's not like fluffy. Nope. You know what I mean? It's nope. not like like because it's really dark at times. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing: I don't look as I, I don't look at Powers Booth's character. The older guy, if anybody's not sure, the older guy that shows up, the soldier that shows up out of nowhere, oh, yes. um, that joins their ranks. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really see him as a necessary thing because he shows up. Um, they show him how well they know what they're doing. You know, mm -hmm. like where uh, Patrick Swayze's kind of running the show. You know, he's mm -hmm. like the point man. He's like RPG, right? You know, and like yeah, they're yeah. doing these things and. Um, and yes, the, the you know, see Thomas Howell yelling Wolverines, you know, holding his thing is a cringy yep. thing because it's over time, you know, gets laughed at. However, mm -hmm. it's still like they already they kind of figure out what to do and learn what to do. Mm -hmm. So I don't look at him as really necessary because he comes in and goes, well, this isn't all like, you know, like fun and games, you know, mm -hmm. like you, you're going to get, you know, hurt. I think we could have also learned that lesson by them just like 
learning it on their own with them getting hurt. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't have to have a guy be like Captain Buzzkill <laughs> come yeah. in and tell him that they, you know, like, you know, it's not always going to be this way, uh, you know. Uh, um, yeah. I'm not saying he had no value at all, yeah. but just my opinion, yeah. I don't think he was that crazy necessary. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, real quick, another, uh, I guess I am uh, also playing the role of Melanie today. Um I have some other trivia, which I found really weird. You know how you always go, wow, that's a big age gap. Um, Powers Booth's character and Leah Thompson's character were originally going to have a romantic Mm. connection. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right? No, no, no. No, it was more more like like, uh, admiration. Well, with like, you know, like, like. You know, even if she felt something, it was one-sided. Yeah, but, and she was and um, she was underage. Yes, she but, was high school. Uh, I don't know. They just shipped yes. her in from the uh, the in-laws or whatever. Yeah, or but I, I think the, she uh, was playing a high school student. Regardless, and, you know, very kinda, weird. Kind of going on that. Uh, you know, I, I thought about that too. I think the whole thing is centered around high school kids, and now you say, "Well, it's a PG thirteen movie," so I think to get people and the especially the younger moviegoers to the movies it is sent around kids almost like a footloose or something like that sure. right it's got that mm-hmm. it's got a heavy teenage uh this is an issue and and the teenagers are all over it yep. you know and and uh so i so i i, I think that's probably why because if it was a bunch of like 40 year olds that that are gonna get their guns and go fight them off I don't know if if the teenage kids would love that as much and if it would draw them in. I, Actually, I don't know. Steve, I'll, I will counter that. I, I agree with you is that if if the demographic is teenagers, then you put teenagers in adult roles and see what's going to happen. And, and this movie does do a good job in not making it an easy situation. It makes it an awful situation for them. Again, I love the fact that it starts like a football game and they're cheering and they have their, they still have their college jackets on. And they, again, Scream Wolverines is very childish. Like, that's very childish. It's very, to me, like, this is what we do with football games. Um, you know, and, and rallying behind the mascot, which is not how you win a battle. That's dumb. But they don't but know that's that. That's all they know. Yeah, it's all they know. That's all they know. Steve, I would disagree with you. I think this movie would be good if you actually, I think teenagers would go see this movie if it was Red Dawn, but with, like, 60-year-olds, like Tommy Lee Jones and Clint Eastwood. And, like, if they were, like, way over the hill and had to kind of do the same thing. It wouldn't obviously be the same problem, uh, but I think they would go no, see that as well. I think he well. meant middle age. Yeah, no, that's... No, I think I'm, he meant middle age wouldn't work. But he's, yeah, but I know middle age wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going way yeah, yeah. older um, for that. I think that would be kind of neat. Um, yeah, I, Like uh, a Stallone. Sure. Oh, yeah, well, that's, yeah. he gets all his work now because he is... Wolverine. Yeah, the, whoa, Wolverine. All right. Um, let me go back to Powers Booth. I agree with you upon reflection now that you said that. He is kind of pointless, except, and he could have done without him, except that he does deliver one line, and I don't remember the line, but when they're at the campfire and C. Thomas Howell thinks he's a badass, and he's not. He just, he now has bloodlust because he drank the deer blood, which was gross. Never do that. No, but he lost his father. I know. And, and, right. that, and that brought him to it. He, was, he, is the, he is the one that grows up too fast. And the way that he grows up is with hatred. So rather than having this idea or purpose, his purpose is vengeance. It's not necessarily defending the United States. It's vengeance for against his father because he never got to say bye, never saw his mother again. Suddenly he's an orphan, right? 
So he That's re- the scene when he's carving the, the yeah. nu- he's carving right. how many kills into right. his rifle, correct? which is bullshit. Yeah. I mean, that's bullshit. There's no soldier. I I don't know any soldiers, so I, I'm not trying to. He's not a it. soldier. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's my point. I don't think I don't think um, he's not a soldier. He's a killer, and he wants to be a killer. And see Thomas Howell. Not sorry, Powers Booth. I forget his name. The captain, Colonel, whatever. All right. And he says he's like he looks at him in kind of disdain. Like that's not the army you know like that's not how we roll like that's not what we do we well, said all that hate's gonna eat you up it's gonna eat you like up a, a, right that's yeah, that's what he's because he, he isn't properly trained as a soldier right they don't go in with hatred they go in with orders well right and let's not forget let's also sorry i'm not tr- no no, no. Hit it. Point. but the, along with what you're saying the point where they do so if anybody hasn't seen the movie, there's a point where they discover that one of their own um, went to town and they, they basically made him swallow a tracking device. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that they, that's how they found, they kept finding them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a point where he puts, they line up that guy that ate the tracking device and they're debating mm-hmm. on whether or not to kill him because uh, the rest of them are not, that warm about doing such a thing and see thomas howell goes walks up and just like yeah (laughs) just does it without like that like i'll take the debate away Mm -hmm. like you know so like you know i mean obviously it's a terrible thing to happen to him but like you know i mean it's also understandable right like if you lose i know the people around him are important but his main cog like you know the people at home mm-hmm. the the people that helped him along in life gone mm-hmm. so he's looking at it like i got nothing left i'm taking as many out as i can yeah. in the press right so it's like it's understandable it's not that i that, relate in a warm way yeah. but it's not kind of biblical also like you know someone always plays the role of judas right i mean it's always that person the mole or something sure. isn't that kind of like it's good drama someone has to be yeah. you know it, it's like that that popular story that someone betrayed someone and it's always in your inner circle mm-hmm. so uh yeah so i mean well was- but but steve it's also it lends itself to the Soviet paranoia, like they're spies, they're everywhere and they're watching us and they're going to be, and even inadvertently, they're going to be watching us. They're somewhere, you know, it's like movies after, after nine 11, there was a lot of horror movies out and Jay, you know what I'm about to say? Cause you've seen the same documentary as me. So I'm not going to make it like this an original idea, but there's a, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, horror movies like the killer would come and then disappear because he's still out there just like Osama bin Laden and it could happen again and we never know when he's going to strike whereas in the Soviet paranoia is like they're inside they've infiltrated and what are we going to do if he was if a Soviet was one of our own and and those are all legit and so to to what Jay just mentioned about having to execute one of your own for those reasons I will say and and it's and this is what movies are supposed to do particularly movies like this so this movie isn't garbage. I just think it's too long. But besides that, um, it's not garbage because it's not great. It's not a great movie, but it's not garbage because it gives you situations that you go that are morally gray and ambivalent, or ambiguous, I mean, and it makes you have a discussion about what would you do in this situation? What are the other options? And the fact that there are other options that are not pursued 
it makes you talk about it. What if it were you in that situation? What would you do? And it makes you go, well, you had no choice or, well, they could have let him force it. You run that way and don't ever find us again. And wherever what way we were going to go, we're going to have to go a different way. There are other ways around shooting that kid. Um, even if they're not really obvious, there had to have been something else. But see, Thomas Howell comes along and says, here's our option. Boom. And that's it. And it lends to a discussion about what you would do in that situation, which it means it's written pretty well. Right. At least that's that scene is written really well. It opens a this, conversation. This might be more towards the end of, of this podcast, but I'm going to bring it up now. Watching this in 1984. Yep. Knowing what we knew about our military. Yep. Do we believe that this kind of thing can happen? No. Rather than maybe watching it now, because now this was uh, 40 years about after Pearl Harbor, correct? Uh, Yeah. Which was a forty five attack. Um, forty five years. Yep. Um so so then so then we have nine eleven that happened to us now, right? Yep. And then we're watching currently the Ukraine thing. Yep. Do we think in nineteen eighty four this is more possible or is this in nineteen eighty four we're we're kinda we're pretty strong, right? I mm-hmm. mean uh oh, yeah. we're we're pretty tough and yep. badass. Do we think that this is even remotely something that could happen? Well, I would say no. And that's why they, it is not, and I'm not reflecting on the implausibility of the setup. Um, I'm saying, I think in 84, it is not possible in 84. Um, I think there's a hint of its possibility. And the only way that it would be possible, if for whatever reason, the rest of the world abandoned us, which they set up in the first typed paragraph in the movie, just to get it rolling. And by the way, yeah. quick, that that you better pause that thing Hard if to you're read. not yeah. ready to read mm-hmm. that because it's fast yep i had to go by i had like, to go by twice someone told, to read it again i'm like yeah, yeah like right. they're like this happens this happens nato dissolves like what happened yeah what yeah well, yeah like it was like i mean so to go with what you were saying mm-hmm. they got right to it yeah they got right to <laughs> like, it yeah nato's just nato's dissolved they're coming mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like, pretty much like they're going right to the uh the invasion uh so at least they did that though. Yeah. To make it uh, like where sure. they, okay, so it's fiction mm-hmm. based with you know our real fears come yep. you know and and sit by the fire and enjoy the movie you know like you know that yep. type of thing because well they had to set it up with something if right, they just it, said you know here they come and it's like wait what about NATO everybody would be like what about this so I would say though in 1984 growing up I don't know about you guys. I remember being a younger kid, and and it was it was always discussed that hey, listen, uh, we had air raid sirens in town. I don't know if you guys had them. We had them on these phone poles, these big yellow air raid sirens, and and they would say, listen, if those go off, and they would they would point out, you know, these are some of the buildings in town. If they have this sign, it was the fallout shelters. Sure, this is where you need to go. Yeah. So they were still talking about that in the yeah. early eighties. Sure. Now that wasn't for an invasion. That was really for the atomic bomb. Yeah. But they were still talking about that. Sure. Um. So it was definitely still a, a I don't know if it was a, a fresh. It was at the tail end of it. But yeah. But people were still worried about it. Well, yeah. Movies are a reflection of the worries of the time. So. To the fact that this movie was even made in Greenlit, that mean that somebody thought that people would go see a movie about this, and um, I would say it's 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 a legitimate. I don't know about concern, but enough that it's on people's mind. Like about you know, what about our way of life? Like what if our way of life went suddenly down the tubes? That's all anybody. That's all we really care about. 
We just want to keep doing, want to be comfortable in our way of life. Sometimes that sounds like privilege, but it's true. Like that's why, that's why we are defended the way we are, right? So that we can do the things that we want to, we hope to do, the enjoy the freedoms that we have. So I would say, yeah, it's, it's on, I don't think it's an, it's an exaggerated fear, but it's still enough that it makes it curious enough to see what the movie's about, which is, and I'd like to touch on this topic, Steve, thank you for setting me up is because this movie at times the I don't know if I should feel patriotic or if I should feel anti-war because sometimes they're just blown away commies, which I'm, you know, if, if they, anybody that invades, it'd be like, yeah, we got to go get them. Woohoo. Like a Rocky four moment, wave that flag or and the, and the music in uh, uh, telegraphs to me how I should be feeling very patriotic, high flutes, drums, all that sort of thing. And then there are other times where it's like shit's going down and, and I should warfare is horrible and what it does to people, even enemies like it's it's not it's not a good thing. And there are times that I don't know if I should feel patriotic or if I should feel like, oh, my God, war is all hell. Why are we even doing this? Now, I'm saying we should just roll down and lie down and get invaded. But I'm just saying like, wow, this is really terrible. So to me, I don't know. The movie to me is confusing. It wants to go all in on the patriotism, but then it kind of dials it back. And there, it, it's more patriotic at the beginning than the end, but still the end has patriotic moments. Um, I don't know. It, it, it seemed to me confused at times, a little confused. Well, which is, which is good well, because sure. they're kids. Yep. So kids, like you know, what I mean, they they have no training in mm-hmm. this, you know, unless they're parents trained them all their lives but still it's not like it's not authentic training from an organization right uh you know like yeah military yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so um like so they're they're going by and i'm i'm actually psyched it went the way it did the original writer um and was going to be like the director um, he wanted to turn it into something where it became like Lord of the Flies, like where it really, really imploded big time. Yep. And that would have sucked. I think it wouldn't have been as fun. Mm-hmm. No, but like it would have been yeah. uh, like just, just disturbing, and that's it. Well, not like, only like, great, I feel even worse. Like yeah. you know, what I mean, I... this doesn't keep you from feeling bad. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, you know, it makes you feel bad at times. Yep. But I think that would have been I, I, worse. Like, it just would have been a lot harder to a pill to swallow. I would say, you know what, it, 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 like, there was an innocence uh, to these kids um, in high school before before this all happened. And, and, and even, like, in my personal life, I didn't really care about history much in, in school. Um, I really, you know, I, I kind of grew up thinking, hey, listen, this is, we're America. We're tough. This is never going to happen. 9-11 really opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where I lost my innocence and in mm-hmm. thinking, holy crap, this can happen. And it is scary when it happens. And I, and I think in the movie, when uh, when it's Jed to Patrick Swayze, he's looking at the picture of, uh, was it him and his brother maybe? There was a Little League yes. picture he's looking at. Yep. And, and it, so he goes back to the youth when things were good. Mm-hmm. And, and it was innocence. It was childhood. It was what they're supposed to worry about playing mm-hmm. a baseball game. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't what he's dealing with now where now he's killed people. He became an adult. He's living this kind of I mean, this horrible nightmare. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it really brings you back to that between innocent and now uh, being being a mature adult with uh, dealing with things that you've never really talked about doing other than maybe going hunting with his father he he's never i mean never had to kill anyone right so i mean that's that's a pretty drastic thing mm-hmm. yeah 
I, I agree. I believe the picture was the one that uh, see Thomas Howell shot. I th I want to say that because that was right after that scene. And he he's crying he's, and he's looking he's at looking the at the picture. I, not, I thought it was I thought it was uh, is it not Jed? I I don't remember. I don't know. It could it still could have been his brother, but it was after that scene. Yeah. Um. So and and I uh I do enjoy and I want to bring up Charlie Sheen. Because he, he was pretty good back in the day. I mean, he was good after, but he just turned into a train wreck. But, um, man, him and Jed's relationship, they're brothers. And I loved it because he was obviously the lieutenant colonel. Like, Jed was making the decisions. He's the person in charge. He's the general. And then Charlie Sheen was the one that had to go and report on troop morale. And here's what the guys are thinking. While... Patrick Swayze is up on like in a crow's nest trying to figure out where he's going to, what he's going to do next. It was had a very Frodo Samwise relationship. And for those that aren't nerds, um, Samwise just did everything so that Frodo could make the decisions and be, and be in a good, good enough shape to keep doing the mission. And Samwise was there to back him up with whatever, get him food, talk to people and do all the shit work in between, like a sous chef and a chef. The sous chef does all the, all the work and the chef makes all the decisions. And I think uh, it was really neat how they kind of nailed that. It was kind of, I felt very obvious. Um, and it's good. I mean, I'm not saying it's obvious. It's bad. It's obvious. It was, it was good. He was obviously like the little, like the lieutenant colonel to his colonel. Um, and I like that part. It was, it was neat to see. And those, they were the last two, right? They were the last two. And I never would have saw that coming. I figured Charlie Sheen would have died at some point. Um, and uh, I didn't see that. Well, they didn't survive, but. They were the last and, two. And the playground, right? I mean, yep. the playground, how symbolic is that? Sure. Because the, the father mentions the playground when they went to go see him when he was locked up. Mm -hmm. uh, and, he, and he said, remember when I was pushing you kids on, on, the, on the swings or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that brought them way back to their childhood again. So they, they kind of end. Right. As as like kids, right? I mean, he and he tells them, "Wait, uh, uh, you know, dad, dad will be here." But he knew his father died because didn't he see it in the binoculars? He saw he was in the lineup and he saw his father get killed. Yeah. So he knew he wasn't going to join them, but he just told him that just to kind of to to, to make, take his mind off what was going on. Okay. And uh, and then and it, I, it brought him back to their youth again. Sure. Yeah, I agree. And that I mean, you can't go back. I mean, bottom line, you, once you once you once you rip that bandaid, you can't put it back on. You can't, you can't, uh, um, you can't unring the bell. You know what I mean? It's over, and that's that. So, Jason, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we get to final judgment? Sure. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right, at this point, up until this point, we have been doing nothing but opinion, but now it's time for fact. We're rubber stamping it into how well does it hold up today? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. I, I was just randomly I know. throwing shit That's out okay. there. okay. I wasn't reading. That's cool. I wasn't reading. Whatever. I was like, whoa, whoa what is happening? I was just throwing. I know it made no sense. That's all right. I mean, it makes no Let's sense. Judge hey, some... a lot of our movies don't make That's sense. That's true. All right. Um, who wants to go first? Anybody go first? Or you want to throw it to me? What do you want to do? I'll go. Hit it, Jay. I'll go. I'll go. Um, all right. So how well does it hold up? It, I mean, I would say hmm, 
I mean, I mean, there are parts absolutely not. So I'm going to go fifty-fifty. Uh, there's no like on some, and then there's other parts uh, where I mean, I think still people would get a kick out of it. Like you know, what I mean, like you know, I mean, is it realistic at all times? No, mm. um, but like it's not ultra crazy unrealistic mm-hmm. either. Yep. Like you know what I mean? Like because it taps into real. Um, like insurgents and stuff like that, like where people would say, well, screw it. I'm not, I mean, I don't have to play by the rules. I mean, I didn't sign up for this. Mm-hmm. You came into my house, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to let you just have it. Now, it also goes dark. I mean, think about this. Jennifer Grey plants a fucking bomb. Mm-hmm. In, and what, what what was it? A post office or a bank? Like what I don't know. Some, some occupied store that she went in and just regardless, yeah, yeah. right? It was a store. It was a it was a building yep. that people were coming in and out of, and she sets it all. You know, like it, it's like a timed thing. You know, but it blows up and kills mm-hmm. like a lot of people. Now, it, the town is not just run by. It's not just inhabited by russians there are some people that are walking along because remember when they first arrived into town they're like hey lewis yeah lewis won't talk to us you know the old man is like looking like afraid and then they go in that store and like that lady is still working Mm -hmm. there my god we're looking for you um you better not stay it's like first off why would you show up in the middle of the day yeah (laughs) like if you know like come out of nowhere like let's say if there's what if there's a dress code you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you know oh oh, wait look for three guys wearing uh you know uh, military looking uh stuff that doesn't look like us let's kill them um so but regardless what i'm saying is she she did like a kind of a even though it was her own home you know her own hometown that she was defending she kind of did like a terrorist act there um Meaning she could have taken out a shitload of normal people that like weren't Russian or, or uh, mm-hmm. so that was kind of a big old risk. They didn't tap into it. They just showed, you know, but, um, but if you're really looking at the movie there um, and the point where they, they, they uh, shoot that uh, guy that's in the Jeep up, up in the, uh, up in the Hills at first, yep. You know, they're showing a, a kind of a human aspect to the invaders, meaning uh, like they're, they're not just saying that they're these are robots from Russia that you must kill. No, no like, no, you're actually taking out a guy that's like, hey, you bring back your girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, like, 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 maybe you meet me back later. You know, they're actual people yep. who are there because the people above them tell mm-hmm. them they have to yep. be, you know, they're at their people. They're not. Uh, like they're not the Russian government. They're not Evan Drago. You know, they happen over. They're not Drago. Well, right. I, no, yeah. Yeah. And I and I think Jay, on your point there, is the last scene when the guy should have been shot, and the guy has the gun. And he's and he says, "No, just go." The Russian uh, go guy, general, uh, he he no, says, "Listen." The- just, just go. He had, he was gonna give his resignation papers. He was kind of having. He didn't want to shoot people anymore, mm-hmm. and he let him go. Yeah, so that's that Cuban whole guy. thing. Mexican, yeah. Me- was he, he was part of the Mexican, he, right, Mexican, Mexican invasion forces. It was like it almost huh. in the last scene. Yeah, yeah. but that okay, was where yeah, they, they like, show their human side, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. At least that guy. Right. Yeah. At least that guy. Right. No. Um. So yes, like so. Therefore, it's not just. I, I do like that they're showing people, not like because you see the guy in the jeep about to get shot and killed like you know and you could see the the panic on his face mm-hmm. you know like he's he's really scared and worried so yep. it's not like they didn't just make it like robots like i said like you know like you know here's this uh, crash test dummy i'm about to shoot mm-hmm. okay all right next yep. so um so in that aspect i mean that that type of story is timeless mm-hmm. 
you know, like we, you know, especially if you're like seeing humans there, like you know, like you get to feel a little bad. Is it over the top? Sure, mm-hmm. but that was a, that was by design. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, I saw the remake. It was fucking awful. Well, who was the enemy? Uh, who was invading? I forget. All right, that's how I memorable forget. it is. Really no, no, no. Who the bad guy is? Yeah, right. no, no. The, the trailer looked cool because they had special effects of uh, planes just like falling from the sky into like like regular neighborhooded okay so that looked cool made you made you want to check it out at least to see where they went with it mm-hmm. and oh it was it bad oh, so that's too bad this all right. is way better so all right um so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't because... continue it doesn't continue on so even though it like did they call it red dawn 2 it's not like it's a continuous no, 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 reboot reboot, reboot. reboot. Yeah. Reboot. Yeah. Total reboot. Like just like like here, it never happened before. So here you go. So the, the forces have to be uh, Middle so, Eastern. Yeah, fifty-fifty on that. All right, Steve. Probably. I just it, it, it was not. It was I, the bad was the memorable part. Yeah, mm, that's too bad. How bad it was. All right, Steve. So I I uh, I'm gonna go fifty-fifty, and and the reason why is I believe um, this can happen. I believe something like this can happen. Maybe not to the level they they have it happen, right? I get you, but you know what? If I saw this in 1984, I'd be like, ah, that's a cool movie. I'm not scared. It's, that's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't I don't see that happening. I, I thought we had a stronger country, as especially growing as a kid. Mm-hmm. I had the innocence. That's not happening. 9/11 happened. You got the Ukraine thing going Fair on. Enough. Now, Ukraine is not America. I get that. Mm-hmm. But could there be things on a smaller scale that could happen like that? Core. Anything could happen at any mm-hmm. time. Where I think so I think the concept scares me a little bit. I think is it gonna be the high school quarterback that's gonna save the day with no military experience? <laughs> that's where it goes, okay, that's bullshit. Yeah. All right. That's where I throw it completely off. So I think they have a good movie. I think watching it now is scarier than watching it then. Um, maybe because I mean we are we are like eighty years now away from uh, Pearl Harbor, right? Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, I, I think that with nine eleven and everything else, it has to make you think that we're not as safe as you might think, especially growing up. Mm-hmm. It really goes, wow, crap. You know, these things happen, and there's a reason why billions of dollars gets put in our military all the time there's a reason why we have a military the threat is always going to be real um and so 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 just do i you know am i afraid of leaving the house now no not at all and do i think tomorrow i mean would i be shocked if another type of 9-11 type thing happened yeah i would you know but i mean we all remember where we were during Mm 9-11 we all remember what the hell is next you know it was like a movie for mm-hmm. a while, you know, it was like, sure. and we've never, I've never lived through that. And I wouldn't want to live through that again. Yep. It's scary stuff. And uh, so in, in that, in that aspect, that's where I think it holds up. Cool. I don't like, again, the whole, the teenage thing, it doesn't hold up. And, and, and that was, that's Hollywood being Hollywood. Yep. And, uh, but that's, that's, that's where I am with the movie. I liked it though. I, I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's somewhere I, I go, geez, that was a waste of $4. Uh, that was definitely worth it. I would I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought it went by quick. Uh, that's just me. That's cool. Uh, and so, I, uh, Steve, and I, I just want to, I thought you were going with the take that you thought that you were going to get have to r- get rushed into the hills and live off of soup cans and deer meat. So I apologize for um, not, not waiting no. to hear your take because I made a face. Um, but I always make a face not in a bad way, right? So obviously I respect everybody's opinions here, so I don't want to come across like that. Um, all right. So here's the deal. Um, I always bitch about movies, uh, even ones that I like. Uh, certainly there's a lot of things in here that don't add up. 
Um, how does a ragtag group of people know exactly where Russian forces are going to be at any, any time with no recon and no satellites? Uh, where are, how do you dig into the, into the hard ground, uh, of the, um, of in the winter in Colorado without, uh, to make perfectly square trapdoor, um, traps? Uh, I don't see how that happens. Um, I don't see how we go from, first of all, it should be way more snow in Colorado in the mountains. And we seem to go from scenes with snow to desert to snow to desert, back to snow, and then back to desert. I didn't know what time of the day, what time of the day it was, what season it was. That's just me being nitpicky. The fact of the matter is, is that the movie does hold up. I don't, I, I try to go either. I try to just commit. So I go, I'd say it holds up. I'd say it holds up because the themes are still prescient. Um, not prescient. That's the wrong word. The themes are still valid. Um, in that. Um, it all may seem like fun and games, but eventually you have to grow up and you're either going to grow up quick and not adjust, or you're going to grow up, uh, quick and adjust properly. We have evidence of one part, one side of the group growing up the right way and one of them growing up the wrong way. And, um, it gets to the brutality of warfare. Even when you're on the winning side, you're on the quote unquote good side. Like you're the one that's trying to stave off, um, evil, uh, in this case, right? If you get invaded, you know, you're going to do whatever. Um, I think it's a good movie. It, it opens up conversations. What would you do in this situation? Even if the situation is completely out of control, like totally implausible, I think, by the way, totally implausible. Um, I just don't think, but you can't have the movie without the implausible setup. I don't think there's ever going to be a ground attack or an invasion of the United States like this. 9-11's another matter. That's another matter. Right. I'm talking like a straight up boots on the ground invasion just isn't going to happen. Um because there was no conventionality yeah. in 9/11, yeah. like there was no, um, no there was no convention, uh, uh, no no conventional right. war, right? Um, like like they didn't come in military, they snuck yeah. in by saying, "Okay, Massive. shave your yeah. beards, uh, watch, watch some, uh, get some hookers the night yeah. before, and then you know get inside of a plane and then stab some innocent people." And right. like, you know, so it was in that sense. And I'm not like you know knocking your point yeah. down, Steve, because like. It yeah. absolutely still shocked the shit mm -hmm. out of us, and we were all like, like saying, no, but, what the fuck but I will so say this to Chris, and, and, and one of the things, like, watching the movie is there was a time where they were listening to the radio broadcast. I love that Remember scene. Remember they said, from Radio Free yeah. America? Yeah. They're like, so that's like 40 miles away yeah. or wherever. And then they give some, like... Yeah, some stuff over, Love over it. the air that that's like like little tips that you know like the chair is like on no the wall. Like more, like, the chair is on yeah, the wall yeah. and the mustache. mustache John has a long mustache. Long curly mustache. Yeah, yeah. I've, John has a long mustache. I fucking love. They never say what that. We don't know. And I fuck. But, I love why I, that I don't know. I don't tell me what that means. Well, I love it. My guess. Here's my yeah. guess on that. My guess is we made it there, and I'm telling you on the other side that we made sure. it there. Sure. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. That's what you think. No, no. It, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what you yeah. think, but we don't know, and that's the best part. I love it. I love that. But that it's pretty great. What I yeah. thought of at that point was the free amendment. Now, again, I don't believe this would happen to us. I hope not. Um, but I look back to what's happening in Ukraine, and when they first invaded, there were parts of Ukraine. It's, it's everyday life. There was nothing that changed mm -hmm. in some of those cities while they're being attacked in their country and other parts. Mm -hmm. So it made me think of that a little bit, and that was kind of realistic a little. Sure. You had the media that was in other cities yeah. going, well, about 20 miles from here, things are very dangerous, right? Yeah. And, and where they were, you look at people, they were walking around like it was, it was just another day. Mm -hmm. They were going to work. It was just another right. day. So that's kind of what got me from present day, what we're experiencing mm -hmm. or what we see anyways. And then, and then what that was talking about. So let me, I'll just finish it up. 
Um, I'd say it does hold up. I think the only thing it suffers from is that it's an idea that's really good that I um, that doesn't have it has room to progress and for the characters to develop, but it's still a one trick pony idea. And it's very difficult to end this movie, which is why I don't like the end of this movie. It just stops. Now, I granted, I don't know what, how you fix that. Um, but I, I just think it goes on too long with a lot of set pieces that don't develop into anything. It's just, and I'm not even talking about shooting Russians. I'm just talking like, like, I don't know, where is this even going? And to, so now that's just how I felt. I'm not saying that's the truth. All I do know was that around the hour and 10 minute mark, I'm like, oh my God, it's another 45 minutes of this. And I'm just kind of, was kind of done. I was wanted it to be done in an hour and a half. Because I felt as though they fleshed out all the ideas, and they did at about one hour and 15 minutes, I think. Well, it's Leah Thompson. She's the one that's remaining, right? Is she the no, one that talks? And another to dude. The There's another dude, like innocuous. But, but, but she's one of them. Yeah. I have a conspiracy theory. Oh, God. So in 1985, <laughs> she snuck into the DeLorean. All right. And she went back. All right. And she really did die, but she changed the future. Fair enough. So that's how Got it. she's the re- one of the remaining characters left. That's And, and, and that's that why idea. she's wearing a puffy, uh, a puffy vest. Her winter jacket's a puffy vest. Well, that that's it. Yeah. That's cool, man. All right. So, all right, man. Well, that was our show, and I'd like to thank uh, Steve Lavoy for filling in for Melanie today. Uh, you did a great job uh, Thanks. Uh, filling Super. in. Uh, but there is there is only one. There can be only one. Ah, uh, so we miss you, Melanie, and uh, we'll we'll be looking forward to you returning. We'd like to also thank you again, Steve, for your uh, hard work on the intro and all the other, uh, you know, bumpers and uh, whatever you want to call them. Uh, all our voices. Love yeah. And um, th- thank you, man. And uh, you helped make it uh, better. So uh, also like to thank Draco and the Malfoys for our theme song. And uh, please like uh, this video and rate and review and uh, subscribe. So that'll help us a big time. So. I am Jay Fortier, on the behalf of Chris Martineau and the absent Melanie Howerton. I'd like to thank you again for joining us here on the Film Crickets. Until next time, movies may not age like fine wine, but we drink it anyway. Bye. Film Crickets, chirping about movies.